Welcome to the Chocolate Cake Bites podcast. This is a podcast where we're going to discuss, understand, maybe even sometimes challenge Latter-day Saint culture. I'm your host, Ken Williams. The opinions, attitudes, ideas, and thoughts that we discuss are those of the hosts and guests. Do not in any way reflect the official doctrines or stances of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening, and welcome to this week's conversation. I'm excited about this week because we're going to get a little bit more into why chocolate cake is such a big deal. And it's not that it's a big deal, but chocolate cake is spiritual. And I'm convinced that that's true. I was giving a talk in the state conference a few years ago where I blurted that out. Chocolate cake is spiritual. And the stake president, after my talk and a couple of other talks, stood up and said, well, I can endorse everything that's been said, except I'm not sure that I can say that chocolate cake is spiritual. Well, I will tell you, it is. And I will defend that statement. Um, I will defend it. <laughs> I will defend it to the death. So let's talk a little bit about it. Let's talk about the the principle of chocolate cake uh, and how it is spiritual. And the way that I w- would start with that is first of all, let's look at First Nephi chapter eight. This is one of the one of my favorite stories in the scriptures. This is the vision that Lehi had of the tree of life, and. A couple of things that I want to point out. First of all, let's look at verse 10. So Lehi has just started this vision. It came to pass that I beheld a tree whose fruit was desirable to make one happy. Now, the thing that I find really interesting about this verse is that it's it seems very objective. He saw a tree. He knew that it was good. He knew that it would make him happy or that the fruit would make him happy. But it sounds almost clinical. It's, it's certainly objective. It's not, it doesn't, there's no evidence that he's actually experienced that. Well, let's skip down to verse 12, where he says, As I partook of the fruit thereof, it filled my soul with exceedingly great joy. And listen to how he describes it a little bit. Well, the, the, the description is, is so different. It filled his soul. He began to just be desirous that his family should partake of it. Just the way that he describes the fruit in those two verses, to me, is enough to cause me to, to think a little bit. So, chocolate cake. I can describe chocolate cake to you. And if you've eaten it, then you can understand what I'm talking about. Now, I will tell you that the recipe that I use is about the best recipe I've ever had. I really don't like many cakes, but the one that I've made, and again, it's my mom's recipe. So I take almost no credit for it. But it's such a great recipe that I I have a hard time eating other cakes. So if I were to describe cake to you, I would use words like rich or moist or velvety or delicious or chocolatey. There are all sorts of different ways to describe it. The interesting thing, though, is it doesn't convey an experience. It doesn't convey anything other than, than my, it kind of conveys my experience, but it doesn't give you 
an experience. So what I mean by that is if I had, if all you've had in your history, in your past is mediocre chocolate cake, and I give you what I think is the best cake that exists, but I just describe it as rich and moist and velvety and smooth and chocolatey and succulent and delicious, you may think you understand until you until you take a bite and then you understand, no, oh, I had no idea. I see that as what Lehi's experience was. He saw, and let's just substitute chocolate cake. Or if you don't like chocolate cake, that's okay. You can think of something else, your absolute favorite food. If you tried to describe the taste to somebody else, you could use words that they probably understand But again, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to convey the experience. So it came to pass that Lehi beheld a chocolate cake, which was desirable to make one happy. So he looked at it and thought, yeah, that's good. That's, it's chocolatey, it's rich, it's moist, it's delicious. But then when he tasted it, he had a very different, different experience as he partook of the the cake. It filled his soul with exceedingly great joy. Sherry Dew, I believe... And she may have been quoting somebody else, uh, but I, I believe I've heard Sherry do say that the one of the sweetest experiences you can have is to discover how your Father in Heaven feels about you. And I know President Nelson has said that in a conference talk, that if you don't know how God feels about you, then ask Him. Ask Him and wait to hear the answer. This is a concept that is fairly new to me. I have thought about Nephi when he heard about his father's vision Nephi, this is 1 Nephi 10, verse 17, down towards the middle of the verse, he says, I, Nephi, was desirous also that I might see and hear and know of these things, talking about the vision that his father saw. And as I would talk to people, I would ask, almost facetiously, but just, just trying to create a conversation, I would ask, why is it that faith wasn't good enough for Nephi? Why did he have to see and hear and know directly the same things that his father saw? Why was it not good enough for him to just know that his dad had this vision and be content with that? Well, I discovered that hearing about an experience is not the same thing as having the experience. So chocolate cake. Hearing about somebody eating chocolate cake is not the same as enjoying it yourself. Hearing about somebody Understanding how they how their Father in Heaven feels about them is not the same thing as discovering that for themselves. Now, let me tell you a story, and, and this may come up in a, in a future episode of, of the podcast as well. I was fairly newly called to the High Council, and my assignment was young men and young women. This was the very first girls' camp that had been held after my call, and I took the assignment to participate at girls' camp as one of the priesthood leaders or one of the priesthood holders to be there just in case there was a need for a priesthood blessing. So I was there with another priesthood holder, and we had several girls for a variety of reasons. There were some who were feeling homesick and some feeling um, physically ill, and and there were a handful of, of needs over the course of the week for us to give priesthood blessings. Well, there was one that uh, sticks out to me. This girl did not choose a convenient time. And she just had a really unusual 
a concern, and the situation was a little bit uh, a little bit odd. And at the, the exact same time that she needed to have a priesthood blessing, I had the assignment to share some American Sign Language um, vocabulary and some and some uh, some signing ideas with some of the girls to talk about uh, how how they could sign one of the hymns. So I had been uh, focused on that, was summoned over to the cabin where this girl was, and arranged things so that the the girls in the the mini class had people taking care of of them. And I went over knowing that there were things that I needed to get done or that there were there were things that needed my attention, but also this this young woman deserved my full attention as well. The it, it was a little bit challenging for me to forget everything else, but I really made an effort to understand what her need was. And again, this was a girl that she was a little bit awkward, a little bit different, uh, certainly not one of the uh, one of the more popular kids at camp. And so I got to understand a little bit about what it was that she needed, and she just needed a blessing of comfort. The interesting experience that I had, and I'm going to I'm going to try and explain this, and I know there's no way there's no way I'm going to be able to explain it. It's just like with the chocolate cake, there's no way for me to be able to convey an experience, but I'm going to tell you using the best words that I know, the experience that I had. As I put my hands on her head, I felt, I felt how her Father in Heaven feels about her. I felt it. I experienced the deep, the the endless the overwhelming love that her Father in Heaven has for her. I felt it. And I can say those words, and you may understand those words, but if you haven't had that experience, if you haven't felt how your Father in Heaven feels about you, then I think it's like Nephi, where he he didn't know. He didn't understand. He believed. He did have faith, but he wanted to feel and hear and know. I'm going to invite you to feel and hear and know the same thing. How, do you, how does your Father in Heaven feel about you? I don't remember what was going on in my life, but sometime around that experience at girls camp, I just was feeling a little bit uh, forgotten. And so I remember kneeling down and asking my father in heaven how he felt about me. And the experience that I had was, I know, I know how he feels about me. And if he feels that way about me, and I know how he feels about that awkward young woman, I can interpolate that. I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm going to go with it. I can assume, I can believe that that's how he feels about you. And that's how he feels about all of his children. So if you haven't had that experience where you know how your father in heaven feels about you, I'm going to ask you, please go find out. And I'm not sure how that's going to, how that's going to look for you. I don't know what the experience is going to be like for you with me. 
as I was kneeling praying, I knew. I knew. And I know other people that it takes them a little bit of time before they get that answer, but they get the answer. He is a loving father who craves for his children to understand more about who he is. He wants us to know. So back to this idea about whether chocolate cake is spiritual. Let's, let's uh, close that loop. Hopefully I'll convince you. So number one, let's just assume that the chocolate cake, well, let's think about the fruit of the tree from Nephi's and Lehi's vision is chocolate cake. It, it isn't, but just imagine that it is. And think of it from that context that you can explain what cake tastes like in words, but until somebody's experienced it, they're not going to understand it. And the love of God is the exact same way. I can explain it to you in words, but until you've experienced it, you may think you understand, but you don't. You just, you don't understand the depth of how he feels about you. You may, you may intellectually understand, or you may believe, but I'm going to invite you to have the experience to feel the love that your father in heaven has for you. Feel as, feel how loved you are, because I think it will, I think it will shock you. The second thing is in this, this question about is chocolate cake spiritual and the first episode where I shared some of my chocolate cake experiences, the answer is yes. Some of the most significant experiences that I've had in serving other people is because I answered the question, who do I know who needs chocolate cake? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's spiritual. And I'm going to invite you to come along with me on this journey Uh, I'll explain a little bit more about what that is shortly, but come along with me. I want you to have the experience. I want you to think about who do you know who needs chocolate cake? Now, to me, chocolate cake represents everything good. So, yes, chocolate cake is spiritual. But second of all, there's only so much I can talk about with sharing chocolate cake. And I don't want to bore you with stories about about different people that I've taken cake to. But as I've thought about chocolate cake, and that represents everything good, and we have, by the way, we have scriptures that say anything that's good, anything that prompts us to do good comes from Christ. So again, I would submit chocolate cake is good, it's spiritual. But to me, chocolate cake is going to represent anything that's good. So as I have ideas, or as I've gained insights, either through my own personal study or through conversations with others that have resulted in an understanding of the gospel or an understanding of the love of God or an understanding of doctrines that has improved my life, that is good. And that represents to me chocolate cake. That's where I came to, to love the idea of the name for this podcast, Chocolate Cake Bites. It's nuggets. It's small nuggets of things that have changed my life. Hopefully will change your life. Hopefully will impact your life in a positive way. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be 
uh, significant, but it's a way that has made me a better person, made me happier, made me find joy in what has been a really difficult year. And life is tough. It's designed to be a challenge. It's designed to be hard. And if we can find the nuggets of good, if we can find the chocolate cake bites, then our lives will be blessed for it. Thank you for listening to Chocolate Cake Bites. Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas, and you can reach out to me at ken at chocolatecakebites.com. And before you end the day, take a few minutes to consider, who do you know who needs chocolate cake?